Welcome to the Shuffle Curious Podcast. I'm your host, Patty Lynch. Have you ever seen an amazing shuffler at a show or festival and wondered, how did they get started? How did they develop their skills? And who are they beyond the dance floor? Well, that's exactly what we're exploring in the show. We'll dive into the personal experiences of the dancers that make up our beloved community. We'll be learning more about who they are and what makes this dance so special to them. So with that, let's jump into the show and let's get curious together. Hello, my Shuffle Curiosities. Welcome to the Shuffle Curious podcast. Uh, This is episode seven. And in this episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing my friend, Emeka. Emeka has been a dancer all of his life, but it hasn't been until recent that he started concentrating his energies and efforts into shuffling. And it really does show he's cultivated a very unique style around shuffling just based off of the experience that he has uh, as a dancer. And we could really relate to this. The shuffle community is really blowing his mind at the moment. He has had many different meaningful experiences and has met a lot of amazing people throughout his journey. And it's been a very short timeline. So he is really enjoying his time uh, being immersed in this community. And I just want to I just want to add that he is a new addition to the MHS fam out here in Denver, which has been really fun um, palling around with him and just knowing that there's permanence that he's going to be one of the <laughs> one of the individuals that will always be able to kick it with and go to shows with festivals, whatnot. So it's been a lot of fun. Uh, thus far, having him, you know, a part of this local community. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this conversation with Emeka Okoronkwo. Emeka, what's up, man? How you doing? Good, good. All's well, dude. Um, it's great to have you back on the show. Um, <laughs> a little bit of a folly uh, just with hitting the record button and um, the video not popping up. I, I I think it was some kind of glitch with the computer. These things happen. We're learning, growing, evolving, all that, all that stuff. But um, I am not complaining about having another conversation with you. You know what I mean? And um, I think we have a lot to elaborate on. We have um, a couple new things that have come up that I think both of us are, are very interested in talking about. So I think this will be a lot of fun and um, super pumped to have you to have you back on the show. So um, I think it'll be a good time. But um, I just want to spin the audience up on how we first met. So um, I had first met you at ARC last year. So ARC uh, 2022. And um, it wasn't until Adriana introduced me, our, our mutual friend Adriana, um, introduced me to you um, at ARC. And we basically just spent the whole weekend together just palling around and uh, and having a lot of fun. So I had I remembered that you had told me that you were kind of like laying low, you were chilling a little bit because you had just hurt your ankle a couple a couple weeks prior. And um, that, oh, week. <laughs> that, oh, that week. That, that week. That week. Yeah. OK, got it. Got it. The week leading up to um, our and I was just thinking to myself, it was like, if this is him laying low, I want to see what what it is when he's absolutely healthy. Because, dude, you were getting it that whole entire weekend, you know, like we were we got a couple good like mirrors going. We were just grooving together. 
um, our, our, our groups were always crossing paths, you know, cause I was there with another group. I was with, uh, um, boss PPM. Um, cause, uh, my friend, uh, Carolina, she invited me to, to be in, um, that house. And then you guys were off kind of doing your own thing. And then we had a couple other buddies there, like our, our friend Brent and JT, um, were also there. Um, and they had their groups as well. But so we were, all of our groups were kind of like coming and going, connecting, disconnecting, uh, all that stuff, like going to different stages. So, um, but I, I felt like, like our group with like Adriana, Jared, like yourself and all that stuff. Um, I was constantly finding you guys and, uh, you know, just finding ways to connect with you guys through the music, through the dance, um, all that type of stuff. So, um, I think that was kind of like a precursor to a really cool relationship. You know, like now you are, you're here in Denver and it's been a lot of fun, um, coming or just hanging out with you. Um, and I, th I think, you know, we've had a lot of really like arc was a very rich experience, um, for us, but like we've had many more since, And, uh, and I think the future is also going to hold many more as well. So, um, I just want to, I want to talk a little bit about, um, my bag getting stolen at art, <laughs> if that's okay with you. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so if we were still getting to know each other, you know, a little bit, um, we probably weren't, um, a hundred percent familiar at that time, but we were vibe, you know, we were just like vibe checking and making sure we were all good. And we had all of our bags that, um, in one pile and like, you probably didn't know exactly like I was wearing like all black that night. Yeah. Um, you, you were still like discovering like what my, I guess what my presence and figure um, looked like. And we had a bunch of bags um, in the, in the pile. And um, I think someone who just looked like me came, came and grabbed it. And, you know, shame on me. Like I was off just like doing, doing my own thing or whatever. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I guess you were the closest to, to the bag pile. And, um, I don't know if you saw, if you saw the person or whatever else. Yeah. It might've wow. just been my, my doppelganger, but I remember dude, like you were so just like, I'm so sorry that this happened. So apologetic. Like you, it, it was like tearing you apart. I was like, dude, like it was not your fault, all that stuff. So like, it was one of those instances where I was just like, this is a good person. You know what I mean? Like he, like, this is this is tearing him apart right now. And it wasn't even his fault. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't, um, something that like you were even like re responsible for, like if anything, I was irresponsible <laughs> in that moment, more like the, how that story ended, um, was me getting my bag back with all my belongings and they stole like a phone charger. So if anything, that was like a good, that was like a good data point for me in like a weird roundabout way. Cause like, I, I just knew that like you were an empathetic person. We were on the same wavelength. You wanted to do the right thing, you know, all, yeah. all those things. So I'm actually kind of grateful for, for that, uh, weird hurdle, you yeah. know, that, that happened during that music festival. So, um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a weird way of, you know, um, uh, getting like the vibe check, you know, um, some, a, an instance where you don't wish for it to happen, but yeah. on hindsight, it's like, okay, that was, that was actually a really good experience to have, you know, cause you kind of see someone's true colors. So, but, um, but yeah, man. So, um, I know when we, when we first, uh, talked like initially about you coming on the show, um, I don't know if you remember that, but because um, it was like a, a month or so ago, there was like a little bit of hesitancy 
um, involved. Um, would you just be able to kind of speak to that a, a, a little bit um, and just kind of give your give your thoughts around um, maybe maybe like and let me, don't let me put words in your mouth like a little bit of like imposter syndrome, you know, because yeah. I like I it resonated with me when we had that conversation of, and the, having that hesitancy because like I go through that as well, just like a little bit of that imposter syndrome. So um, kind of like the floor is yours in regards to that. Yeah, for sure. I uh, I think imposter syndrome is a good way to put it um, in this case and in some others, but it was more so for me, um, I'm pretty new as far as like the community and mm -hmm shuffling and going to different events and going to different festivals. So I didn't really think I had the experience to talk about it in length mm -hmm. or, you know, what it means to be a part of the community and who I've met, who I've danced with, you know, milestones and things like that. Um, however, uh, you made a great point as far as, you know, the response you had is I do have an experience um, you know, everyone, everyone has a unique experience. Um, so when you put it in terms of, you know, how I got from where I started to where I am now, um, what I've learned and how I go about learning things and who I've met, who's inspired me, things like that. I mean, you know, I, I would agree with you in saying that, you know, my experience is unique, not like special as in like, it's something that no one's ever heard of, but like a complete outlier yeah. or something like that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, everyone has a different experience as far as um, what brought them to, you know, where they are at now. So, yeah, I definitely agree on that. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I think it's um, like everyone can learn from everyone at any part of their journey. You know what I mean? So it, it doesn't matter what background you're from how long you've been doing this for, what style you gravitate towards, where you are in life in general. I think like all of us can, and, and then also on the other side, so it's like if you're, you're learning from that person has all those variables, it's also the person who is doing the learning um, can, can be from all walks of life as well. Like they can be even more of like an experienced shuffler learning from someone who might not have as much experience because like, they're, they might be getting a perspective and looking into like their journey bought through, like through that lens, like, oh, wow, this person still has a beginner's mindset and they are, they're climbing the ladder this way. And it's like, I remember when I was like that, I ought to be doing some things that they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, so you can even like look, not, I wouldn't say look down in the, in the sense of like your, uh, you're better than someone you're looking down at someone who like i'm looking at bar charts here you know yeah, what i mean yeah. someone is a little bit higher in the bar chart and then uh and then someone is a little bit lower but someone can very much learn from that the the person who is more um at the beginning stages of their journeys and learn and learn from them and what they're doing and maybe they're progressing faster than how you were before because they're implementing these these certain things or these mindsets or whatever else so it's like i think i think that I say all that to say that we can learn from every everyone. It doesn't matter experience level, you know, background, all these things that I already mentioned. And I think that like you're you are a case for that. I think everyone's a case for that, you know. So um, I'm glad that we had that conversation and we kind of you know got that understanding um, together um, because because quite honestly, 
I think your story is very, is very much going to resonate and your experience is going to resonate with a lot of, you know, the listeners and, and things like that. So I'm really glad that you're on, man. Appreciate it. Um, we can start rolling into um, your background just to kind of get uh, listeners spun up on um, the, you know, the context of your shuffle journey and things of that nature. So um, if you could just describe um, where you're originally from and um, yeah, where you're originally from and then um, how long have you been in Denver, Colorado? Yep. Um, I'm from Topeka, Kansas, which is the capital city, but not really a place to speak about. And I went to college in Kansas as well, and then moved to Kansas City, was there for a few years. And then I moved to Denver February of this year. Mm. Been here ever since. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, how's it treating you? Um, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, it's kind of weird to explain because it's something I've never experienced before. Mm. Um, as, as far as like the amount of fun I've had, I just feel like it's a constant, not, I don't want to say party cause that's not all I do, but you know, the community here, as far as, um, being around you guys and all the different events I've been a part of and, you know, experiences that I've been a part of that kind of didn't really have in my mm. earlier 20s, I would say, is kind of mind blowing. So yeah, it's been fantastic, more or less. And we can unpack that, you know, over the course of the interview, you know, just with there. Yeah, there's a lot of I can just name off the top of my head a lot of, like I said, rich experiences that I've already had with you being here and then even before that. So um, I can definitely attest to your to your time here and, you know, um, validate those remarks. Um, the other questions that I have for you um, first, just to just to get the listeners a little bit better look at, uh, as to who you are. How are you as a kid? Um, and then I'll follow that up with um, how long have you been shuffling for? OK. <laughs> Um, as a kid, uh, I was, I'm going to speak on like middle school and prior. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was, I was terrible. <laughs> um, I was pretty sure that like 95% of the teachers that I had hated me. Mm. Um, I wasn't like, I was just bad in the sense of I wanted to joke all the time and I didn't really give shit about school. Got it. So I was always in the back cracking jokes, being a class clown. Um, not so much like being disrespectful, but I was disruptive, just making jokes and being, a, you know, being a dickhead with my friends. Got so. it. Got it. March into your own drum and, and, and things of that nature. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, once, it, once I got to high school, it was, I got more serious when it came to like sports. So I had to not be much of a class clown in the class. Yeah. Um, but there are repercussions for your actions and yeah. 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 I guess. yeah. It definitely, definitely held me back, uh, like in middle school. Cause mm -hmm. there were times when I got in trouble and then I couldn't play in a game with my team, uh, football season. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, kind of a bit back, but, you know, I didn't really change in a sense. I just 
stopped doing it in class and then calibrated kept it, it or, outside. Yeah. Um, and then to answer your other question, how long I've been shuffling. Um, and can I just caveat, caveat this question? Um, yeah. I know you don't like this question. And um, I would also like you to describe as to, as to why you don't why you don't like being asked, you know, how long you've been shuffling for. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say because it's kind of it's kind of tough to to really say, like, not to really say, but to track how long you've been doing something if you're not constantly doing it. Mm -hmm. um, but if you are constantly doing it, then it's more easier. So say you could have first shuffled 10 years ago. Yeah. And if you if it's not something you constantly do, um, then would you be able to call yourself a shuffler? I mean, but you could say that with any hobby or profession. Yeah. Um, but for me personally, I say two years ago, because that was when I went to my first festival and I saw some guy shuffling and I was like, damn, that looks hella fun. I want to do that now. And then I kind of got addicted to going to dance and going to festivals and shuffling. And then that's when I really started trying to like constantly do it and get better. Um, but before that, prior prior to that moment, I had known about shuffling since like LMFAO dropped that song, yeah. Every Day I'm Shuffling. Mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't something that I was passionate about. It was something I constantly did every day. I kind of saw the music videos like that look cool because I've always danced. Um, not always, but I've danced for a while, mm -hmm. um, just in other um, forms. But it, shuffling wasn't a part of like my life at that point. So I can't say that I've been shuffling since then, but I've known about it since then. Yeah, I, I think it is very much an ambiguous question. You know, it's like how, yeah, when when does it start? Yeah. When does, um, do you, do you uh, if you have started and it's like a, a very strong um practice regimen and then you take a hiatus like does that part count you know what i mean like i think it's for everyone kind of to to determine on their own and and but and then at the same time it's like i don't know if it should really mean much if if someone says i've been shuffling for 10 years or i've been shuffling for for five years or whatever like basing i guess like basing your own um Maybe like I, I just feel like there shouldn't be any judgment that comes from that number. You know what I mean? Like, do I uh, should I should I respect this person more? Should yeah. I treat them different? It's like n no. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like a it's like a an assessment over time. You know, it's just like you're just learning about you're just learning about a person. Like it, it, I don't think it should have any bearing as to how you treat them or or, or any of that thing. It's just like a nice tidbit to know, I, I guess. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a uh, pretty cool to know that you've been doing this just for two years, like with with focus, you know, and how far you've come and how your style has developed as well. Because you you have like a hip hop, it's more of like a hip hop background, right? Like yeah. you would say you're more of like a hip hop dancer before you picked up shuffling, correct? Yeah, um, and then you've kind of integrated in integrated those um, over time, so. Um, what were, you, you had kind of teased at this just like a, a little bit. Um, what was like the first time that you, that you saw shuffling and that, and that you knew it started to like really pique your, pique your interest? Uh, definitely two years ago when I was at 
a festival in Kansas City called Dance mm -hmm. Festopia. Um, I made friends with a guy named Denzel, um, who's actually originally from here, I believe, mm. um, but he's traveling right now, so he's not currently in Denver. And I haven't, um, I don't think I've spoken to him or seen him since I've moved here. I'm not sure where he's at now, but that was the first time um, where I saw it live and in person. I was like, wow, this he's really good. Um, yeah. But I'd seen, um, you know, I've seen videos of uh, Shufflers before that, like on the internet, um, but it wasn't like, it didn't really hit then. I mm -hmm. thought it looked cool, but seeing it live and in person was what kind of changed my perspective on it for sure two years ago. Got it. Um, just like, like what was it about shuffling that made you want to embark on, on this journey? Like the, that, that ground zero type moment, you know, like, is it, were you looking for a way to express yourself to this kind of music? Like, were you, were you starting to develop a love for the music? And then like, after that, it's like, okay, I want expression um, for this music as well. Like what, what was your internal dialogue upon seeing it? It was more an expression for the music. Mm. Cause I have been listening to house music for a while now. Um, and even though my taste has changed within house music, um, I had still been going to like smaller shows in my hometown for, or not in my hometown, in Kansas City where I lived at the time and prior um, for house music, but it wasn't um, some. It wasn't something that really like I wanted to go out and do. Like I didn't want to go see shows that were playing house music so that I could shuffle. Mm -hmm. um, it was like, you know, maybe go out and dance, but there wasn't a lot. I didn't really see really good shufflers in person. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, um, it didn't really hit. So when I saw it in person, it kind of like hit for me. Cause it was one, I really liked the music and two, I saw that as the best way for me to express myself, but um, it wasn't something a part of my life at, at the time. So when I saw someone really good doing it and it was the fact that they looked like happy and like they uh. were expressing themselves and I was like, you know what I'm saying? And it was, it was a good person too. Like mm -hmm. I talked to him afterwards, um, made a connection. Um, so, and I've also found that within the community as well. Mm -hmm. um, when I've been to other festivals and seeing other people expressing themselves happy and then talking to them, most of the interactions I've been have been, you know, really beautiful. Um, so it's also helped in a sense of, I thought it was a great interaction that I had with him. Um, so it's like, wow, this is the kind of people that like to go out and express themselves. I would like to meet more people like this, but I want to be able to express myself with them. Mm, got it. Got it. Yeah. Like the, I guess like the data point of just seeing shuffling and being like, okay, that expression is something that I could probably, that would probably look good on me or I'd want, I'd want it to. Um, and then having that interpersonal interaction as well, probably even bolstered that and it was just like okay no this is really something that i want because i know that there's there are people like me or who are on the same wavelength that are doing this dance you know so that was probably very helpful like who knows maybe you would have had a different impression if it, like that guy was a douche or, you yeah. Know? yeah um you know maybe maybe like the the um 
the expression of that dance would have been so strong that you still would have been like, well, that guy, you know, you maybe wrote it off um, and then continued to be curious about it. But it's so awesome that you ha also had a good personal experience with it, too. So from that from that point, that was kind of like ground zero. What did what did like what, what did you do after dance? Uh, Festopia. You know what I mean? Were you hitting YouTube videos? Were you reaching out to the people who you met, you know, for pointers? Like, how did you go about seeing what you saw and then, you know, incorporating it into your dance from that point on? I actually, so after I connected with Denzel, I, that was my first festival. So I asked him, yo, what, you know, what are some other good festivals? What go, festival are you going to next? And then mm -hmm. he told me EDC, Vegas, which was, uh, I think, the next month or a few weeks out. So I had just decided to send it to, to EDC Vegas, which mm. was one of the most expensive trips I've ever made. <laughs> I'll, I'll never send it last minute to a festival that big because it was like it was crazy. No shuttle pass. So Ubering to yeah. and from festival grounds, super expensive, great experience, but it was draining. Mm. Um, that was my next step. Just went there. Um, it was funny because I, like that festival was so big, I didn't even get a chance to link up with him. But I still had a great time. I understood it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't a big deal. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, um, I think that was around the same time when I wanted to start like making dance videos, like and posting them on the internet because it's always been something I wanted to do. Um, but as far as the process of learning new stuff, I didn't really, I was just trying to make stuff up on my own, just mm -hmm. out of my head. And I remember looking back at the videos I've made now, a lot of the stuff I did was looked more like shaping, but okay. obviously if you've seen me dance, you know that I'm not a shaper yeah. whatsoever. Like I'm actually bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, um, I think you're, I think you're <laughs> capable and like you do, you do a lot of intricate footwork, but it, I don't, yeah, it's, it's hard. I, I wouldn't, I think you're very hybrid. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're, you're very hybrid in, in the way that you're, that you're moving, but I wouldn't be like, he's a shaper, no, you know what I mean? Or no. he, he does Melbourne or, or whatever else. It's just like a, it's like a mixture of everything. And that's why it's so cool to watch. Cause it's a little bit unpredictable and, um, you're, you're totally okay with letting the beat just do its thing and like you're just grooving like you know how some people feel like i'm me being one of them feels like they have to hit the beat every single time mm. like you you let it carry away you'll do some hip-hop stuff and then you'll jump right back into you know um more of like uh that four on the floor like hit every beat so um sorry i just had to i just had to interject there no um, you could continue <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're good. yeah um but yeah beginning beginning stages was a little a little more shapey movements mm -hmm. and yeah i yeah looking back now it's it was yeah i don't even like looking back at the videos just because <laughs> i mean i like looking back in a sense of i feel like i've progressed but yeah. it's kind of like damn what was i doing mm. but um yeah that was really it it wasn't until like how i look at learning now it wasn't until honestly um later last year when i went to the mile high shuffle like kill off battle mm -hmm. um and then arc as well when i saw really really good shufflers in person yeah um is when i 
started to think about it differently. Um, and also I did a 30 day shuffle challenge as well, where I was able to learn new moves and things like that. It was when I really, that was late last year was when I really started to look at progressing differently because I had direction and then I did, I was able to learn there were other styles of shuffling, mm -hmm. for instance, like Moss, for instance. And then I had things I had, I could actively work on rather than just trying to make stuff up out of my head, which wasn't working. So, mm -hmm. so you feel like arc probably was maybe your biggest like shuffler centric um, festival that started to kind of open up doors in your own mind as to how you wanted to go about your shuffle journey in like a more methodical way. Yeah. Um, that was one, one of, one of them. I wouldn't mm -hmm. say the biggest, but it was, it was the start okay. of me changing how I looked at, um, shuffling as a whole and how to, what works for me as far as like progressing. Okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. It's, uh, I think those events do a lot for you. You know, there's a there's a theme here uh, on the podcast where it's like people get inspiration and level ups and more direction in their journey by like attending attending these things, whether that be uh, festival show um, battles meetups. You know, there's there's something about just collecting. Um, like inspiration and and how other people are going about the dance and interacting with them like being able to pick their brain um even if like no words are spoken it's like you're still seeing how their brain is working you know what i mean and you can kind of emulate that so um how was your how was your experience at the mhs kill off was was that your first um uh, battle experience like either in person or because um, I, I know you uh, I don't have the the whole timeline as to like your battle career um, but I'm not sure if you did an online thing first and then like you, you did that like uh, could you just describe that yeah my first ever battle was actually the nameless shuffle battle mm. last year which was I think right before or right after arc I can't remember um, and that was my first, first one. So I got knocked out like in the first round, mm. um, didn't even do well, but that was prior to me. I, actually it was before arc. No, was, I think it was, dude, I think it was, um, I'm pretty sure it was after, because oh, I think that we connected in arc and then I, I, because I remember I was like, I saw, I saw someone posting one of your runs, um, on from nameless. And they were like, hey, can can someone identify the shuffler? Oh yeah. And and I was like, that's a Mecca. You know what yeah, I mean? That's yeah. what he's getting it right now. So I think it was I think it was afterwards. Yeah. Um and I was surprised to see you there too. I was like, the man flew to to New York City to like do a battle. You know what I mean? I didn't I didn't the the um enthusiasm, even though like I knew that you were into shuffling and stuff when we connected at ARC, I just didn't know to what extent, you know, and I was like, Oh shit, he flew to New York to like to battle, you yeah. know, that's pretty cool. And then we started chatting about that you'd be coming to, to the kill off and yeah. whatnot. So, um, but yeah, so I think it was after, after arc, how yeah. was your, how was your experience there? You said you got knocked out, but like, you know, did you derive any like lessons from, from that one? Yeah. Um, that one was more of, for me personally, it was, I made 
good connections there. Mm. Um, but yeah, I did get to see really good shufflers. Um, but I think there was more of an imprint made on me at the mile high shuffle kill off like, um, here in Denver. Um, that one, yeah, it did go better for me, but I think I definitely saw a lot more shufflers that like I resonated with their styles, um, a lot more Mm. and yeah, it was, it was really nice to see them live giving their all. And I was able to like absorb their energy and even some of their styles. Cause after that, like what I used to do is, well, I still do sometimes like having solo sessions and just me and Amir playing music, I would find myself like, like replicating moves that I saw like out of nowhere. Mm. But I was like, where did I, I knew I, I knew it wasn't from me. Yeah. And I was like, where did I learn that from? And then I was like, oh, it was this shuffler, this shuffler. And I'll just go ahead and name the shufflers that I'm thinking yeah, of. Yeah, send it. Um, the ones that really stood out the most to me were Jenna, mm-hmm. Taylor, um, Ellie, who I actually battled, um, and uh, Sabri as well. The dream um, team. Yeah. The, <laughs> and Chelsea, and Chelsea, for sure. Yeah. The Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Uh, the, Ninja, <laughs> the Ninja Turtle squad with uh, uh, Master Splinter. For the, uh, yeah, for the audience <laughs> that doesn't know, um, everyone who has just uh, mentioned, um, they drove to the MHS kill-off in a van like they they all um they kind of made a trip out of it i think they were coming from michigan if i'm not if I'm not wrong but they just brought such a presence you know what i mean like it it was um it all of them have like this really good feminine energy that they bring to their dance so like you just knew that they were a part of like their their crew and they um i had talked to jenna um a couple weeks after that and she was just telling me like they would all like practice together they would do um they would all like kind of group huddle and talk about not like their strategy but just like getting their expectations in check from the people who have already battled and the ones that was their first time and they were all kind of like on the same page it was actually really cool um to to hear about so and then they brought they brought that presence to um the, the kill off and it was really cool to see all of them um battling other people, but then also battling each other. It was all like in like in like love, you yeah. know, for for the dance and the music and things like that. So, tangent aside, yeah. Um, yeah but like I, I'm I'm uh, I'm right there with you. Like they were an inspiring bunch, and it was it was really cool to see them do their thing. Any other shufflers that that uh, inspired you? Um, also from Nameless too. You know what I mean? If, yeah. if like there's anyone who stood out from Nameless, um, that would be cool to kind of mention. Yeah, I mean there were a lot of really good shufflers there, but, mm-hmm. um, it didn't really, they didn't resonate with me as much yeah. as far as what helped me progress, like in discovering my own style, Understood. um, as far as like how I move and everything, um, and sort of like a hybrid approach. Mm-hmm. Um, but that like at MHS, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of opening for me. Um, so that was, I think, another milestone as yeah. far as like opening my eyes into um how i go about learning and what works for me and things like that and and i think with that experience like it wasn't just the kill off it was also just like everything around it too we had like a meetup the next day and it's like so the people who you were probably inspired by 
you got more interactions with them. You got to see them doing their thing, like not even in the ring, but also when they're just labbing and, and bullshitting and, and doing what else. And uh, I think that's why the kill off was so special. It's because people came early, you know, and we, we got to vibe with a lot of out of state shufflers, but even before the battle started, battle happened. And then um, it was like the perfect day at Cheeseman Park, you know, the yeah. day afterwards for our meetup that followed um, the battle. And pretty much everyone in attendance from the battles were, was at that meetup. And it was very much just like community building, camaraderie building, that, that sort of thing. So I think if you had a rich experience at the battles just by itself, it became even more rich, you know, by attending those meetups and um, being able to talk to all your inspirations and, and things like that. So it was very, it was a very, um, I found it to be a rich experience, even though I got knocked out like before qualification round <laughs> or, or for the qualification rounds rather. Um, were there any other battles or festivals that really come to mind? Um, or these events that we're talking about where it's like you had these milestones, um, that really stand out, um, in a pivotal a pivotal point in your shuffle journey yeah um the next one for sure would be dream state yeah of course <laughs> um not only the group that we went with was mm. you know amazing mm -hmm. um but the experience the transfer of energy from all the really really good shufflers there um the music mm. my introduction to psytrance uh well actually not first because we played a little side trance at the maha shuffle kill off yeah however i hadn't heard it like it, that yeah festival like, diff festivals different yeah. from you know <laughs> a, a battle or even a smaller show hearing it at a festival with all the sound that system type of yeah like different. the the kick penetrates you in like a way that like you just didn't see yeah. coming the side trance stage was was crazy i just yeah. knew that like if i was like dragging ass or anything like that and we were heading to the uh, side trance states, like I would be reinvigorated, yep. you know, one way or another. <laughs> yeah, definitely remember day two um, when we started there. Yeah, like when we got on the yes. straight to the side trance. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was that was uh, yeah, there was it was a really really um, mind boggling experience because everyone I feel like in our group can attest to the kind of transformation that kind of happened mm -hmm. um, within their own journeys. Um, I feel like we all kind of had a little level up of our own. Oh, yeah. And it was very strange for me. I know I had mentioned this before because when I got home, I felt like I wasn't the same person. Mm -hmm. Like I felt like I couldn't move the same way I was moving at Dream State. And it took a minute for me to feel like I was back at the level I was at. Um, whatever that may mean when we were at dream state you felt okay so you felt like it was it was like leading up to dream state like a blip you know yeah. what i mean level up and then it and then it kind of plat like plateaued out to the normal progression and then like you had another dip up essentially i feel like i actually like, regressed <clears throat> after uh, okay. dream state. i feel like i went to a point and then came back to the point like like it wasn't real Got but it. i mean obviously it was yeah. I mean, we were all there and it um, have the memories of it. However, I came back home and didn't really feel like I gained anything. Mm. I felt like it was kind of like a dream. 
<laughs> so, um, however, it did happen. And I think a couple weeks after and even later on um, at a festival I went to over New Year's, I felt like I had like recalibrated or gotten back locked to that in point. Those, yeah, locked in so. those gains that you thought were was a phantom or something like that. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I, I think <clears throat> and maybe I think that maybe the body and the mind just needs to like synthesize and process like what the hell just happened, you know, because it's a lot. It's a lot packed into two days, like all that experience, you know, not even just like at the festival grounds, like you're having you're having these experiences with, you know, other people. You're getting to you're getting to know them more like you're in an intimate environment. Then you go to this festival and it's like it's so overwhelming with all the all the stimulation. And then at the same time, you're still meeting all these people. And and you're I think your brain's just trying to categorize all of it and process it. And a couple days is not enough time for you to really come to grips with what actually just happened. You know what I mean? Um, on a yeah, on an emotional level, on a physical level, on a spiritual level, you know what I mean? All, like all, all that takes time. And um, so yeah, it was probably like a little bit disheartening to in the beginning to be like, Oh, shit, like, the, were those gains actually captured? Or are they fleeting? But then to know that, you know, you just need to give yourself a, a little bit of time for them to come to fruition for yourself, you know? Um, yeah, that was that was a that was an interesting time, man. Um, and I, I think what what contributed contributed um, to the environment was like just all those like crews there, like that crew energy. Um, like I, I know, like my crew, Sideshow Shufflers, was there like in force, FTS in force, yep. you know. And um, it was so cool just to see that dynamic because I was very I'm I'm still am very new to Sideshow, um, but but seeing the the camaraderie um, that was going on there, and then you know how it, like uh, this is FTS's turf essentially, um, you know with the energy that they brought, and then all just the little pockets of shufflers in between, you know what I mean, and all the meetups that were happening, and just like the energy exchanges and just fire music yeah. everywhere, you know. Like there wasn't a stage that you went to and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go to the next one. It's like there was a pool, like it was like a gravitational pull wherever you were. It's like you were just you were um, being uh, like sent to that stage from like some kind of some kind of uh, magnetic <laughs> type of uh, type of pool. So, um, yeah, that I, I think a lot of us leveled up there. And um, but it's interesting, the um, the aftermath of that, like the, the sustaining of the transformation. Um, so you you felt like it wasn't until what um, what festival did you go to where it was like, OK, it's back. Yeah. Um, proper, which proper. was okay. New Year's Eve, New Year's Day in San Diego. That's um, a lot of time. That's like over a month. Yeah. It, well, yeah, it was it was about a month. Well, just over a month because mm -hmm. Dream State is, I think, what, the 18th, 19th yeah, or something like that. Yeah, and then, a little after mid-November. Yeah, but it was also in the month of December, which is when I did the 30-day um, 30, 30 shuffle challenge mm -hmm. or 31-day with the O-Town Shufflers. Yeah. Um, I had met David Dancing Ditto at the Mahai Shuffler right. um, kill-off and then just stayed connected with him. He posted a thing on his story, and I was like, sure. I thought, because I had felt like, like not progressing. And then mm. I felt like it was something that could help me progress. And I feel like it did. 
even though I didn't even finish it. Uh, I got about 15 days in. I was like, yeah. So <laughs> it'd be um, like that. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm not, you know, I just felt like it was, I got to the point of, it felt like um, I was working on things that I didn't want to work on mm. um, and which can be good for growth. Yeah. However, I wanted to direct my attention towards other things and I wanted to work on other things. However, the 15 days that I did put in, I really enjoyed and I felt like I got really good runs at. I still like looking back at those runs, even though it wasn't even that long ago. Yeah. I feel like I've came a long way, but it helped. But then um, decided to go to proper and I had a really good time, even though it was a monsoon the first day. Mm. Um, it just rained a ton. Second day was a little bit of rain, but the music was really good. And there are a lot of really good shufflers there as well, like from the San Diego area and some I met from out of state as well. Mm -hmm. So that kind of helped um, being able to dance with um, really good shufflers out there to some really good music. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, don't beat yourself up about the uh, the shuffle challenge, you know, like that's what they're that's what they're there for. It's like you can pick it up, put it down however you however you'd like. You know, you probably got like the minimum effective dose from that. You know what I mean? Like you might have had um, uh, diminishing returns over time if you were to complete it. No, no offense to O-Town Shuffler Challenge. You know what I mean? Yeah. Any of that stuff. It would have been the same thing if you were if you were doing the MHS Shuffle Challenge or any other Shuffle Challenge where it was like, OK, I'm at the point where I think I've gotten a lot out of this and I want to divert to, you know, something else. Um, that's a, that's your own self-assessment. You know what I mean? Um, I think the, I think the, uh, intent of those shuffle challenges is just like a little bit of accountability, a little bit of structure, um, the things that are sometimes hard, you know, for people to, to implement into their practice. Hmm. And, um, once you've got that and you're, you're running with it, then, uh, I, I don't, I, I think that it's okay to detach, you know, from that, uh, once you've got it. But um, it's also very cool that you went to proper and you got a lot of these inspirations and, you know, you were put back into probably a similar environment to Dream State. Not not 100 percent, but, um, you know, have you ever have you ever heard of someone when someone says like, you know, when you're studying and like you're chewing gum like and then you take a test again and then if you chew gum, it'll help with recall from what mm. you were studying things mm. of that nature. Yeah. It's like when you're put back into an environment where you were absorbing all this information and you're integrating it um, from from the past and like now you're back in it again, there's like recall that that might be a happen that might be happening for the subconscious. Um, that's kind of how I see these events. So I don't know. I'm, I'm hypothesizing right now, but that might have been what what uh, cauterize all of your gains and the progression that happened during dream state, you know, just to have that recall, be back in the environment and all that, all that type of stuff. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, I've started to try and consciously be aware of when I feel like I'm at my best when mm -hmm. I'm dancing. So, and I've kind of narrowed it down to when it's really good live music playing and I'm also surrounded by um, good people with good energy yeah. and other like really good dancers because I can go in the gym or I can play some music at home that like, like music I know that I like and dance 
and you know, maybe I, if I recorded myself, probably have some good runs, mm-hmm. you know, every now and then. But there's something about being in an environment with other people who you share the same energy with, who you really vibe with, mm-hmm. um, who also, you know, love the music and dancing as with you and really see you in like dancing and being in that type of environment. Um, there's something about that, that you can't like replicate on your own, yeah. especially when you're not the DJ, but the music's still really good. But when you're not the DJ, it kind of flips something for me. Mm. Um, along with the environment, it just helps me get in like a different type of like mindset, like a flow state, for, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, so I think that plays a big part in that dream state. I didn't realize it back then at dream state. I, I couldn't really put a name to it. So when I got back home, I felt like I was in a way different environment and it just didn't click for me. So I just got back to regular schedule. Then when I went out again to another festival, it kind of turned back up, but it's starting to connect for me. Like those are the things that helped me progress the most is the environment, Mm. um, the people I'm surrounded with. Um, So moving here obviously um, has been one of the best decisions for me because the community here is, yeah, amazing. Yeah. So. And, and yeah, you're exposing yourself to an environment that's more commensurate to your how you progress, yeah. you know, um, just like even at even at like Red Rocks the other day when we were at Boris, like that was kind of an environment that I feel like you're talking about right now where it's like surrounded by good people, music's bumping, you have the ambiance of nature and things like that. I know you didn't say that you know, yeah. specifically, but I'm sure it's not hurting. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like all those things, and you're, you're able to, you have access to those types of environments more readily here as well. So you're able to like replicate that for yourself, how you best, how you're best able to instill, you know, the, these, um, these level ups, you know, for yourself. I just want you, you had got, you had went back to dream state and I just want to backpedal a little bit there too. Um, because I don't want this to go, um, undiscussed, but you had a, you had an interaction with an individual who had a pretty big impact, um, on you at dream state. It was someone that you kind of just, it was like an in the wild type type moment. You didn't really see it coming. Can you just describe this this story for us? Because I think it's very special. Yeah, yeah. We were at the main stage. I remember. I think it was day one, because I remember. I remember what I was wearing. It was definitely day one. Don't you, remember who was. You had the mask on, right? Yeah. Was that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was thinking I was wearing a black and white outfit, uh, mostly black, but uh, don't remember who was playing during that set. However. JT and I were just, you know, bopping around, shuffling mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. to some good music. And then this guy comes up and like, I, I don't remember if he asked if he could, I think he just like, yeah, it's a cool vibe. You know, like, you know, kick it with you guys. It's cool if I dance too. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, of course. And then he just completely went off. <laughs> like, um, it was honestly, like as far as in-person runs I've seen for me, I think I can say it was the best for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and his name is Matt. Um, he actually doesn't have an Instagram, but another friend of mine who lives in California, um, and he told me he was from, from the Bay Area. Okay. So another friend of mine who lives in California sent me the shuffle page for like San Francisco 
barrier page. And then I saw they hosted like an event, like a battle event, mm -hmm. and he was one of the judges. So they did a judge showcase as, you know, they do at battles. Yeah. And I found him um, and still just as sick as when I saw him in person. But um, that run will forever be imprinted in my head. I mean, I've seen some really good runs. No um, shade to anyone else I've seen, but that was in in person one of the best friends i've seen mm. it was just uh yeah very very clean rocking very um like the turns he like yeah i i've showed you the video so yeah. you kind of yeah. know but it was um very very good we'll, we'll put that video in the show notes too and i think that's just very that's very special too that he just doesn't have an Instagram, you know what I mean? It, there's a notion there and I, I don't want to put, you know, words in his mouth or, or to forecast, but like there's a notion there that the man does it for the dance and the dance only, like there's no limelight involved or anything like that. It's probably spe very special to him. And it seems like he's probably put a lot of time into it as well, especially to be um, asked to be a judge, you know, in, in, in that scenario too. Um, I think, th I think that's just a cool, story like doesn't have an instagram or anything like that you had to find them through yeah. a uh, a community page and and things of that nature so um yeah very very cool to hear about and dude i think i think that even though i say that's that's very special which it is um i also think that this community just harbors so many individuals like that that they, they just have like the these you know you know these unique stories and um very talented of course but um, you've had firsthand exposure to like what this community is. And um, I think in a very short period of time, like you've, you've just seen um, how many, like the, the levels to, to all of this. And um, you've the most, your most richest environment, or excuse me, your most rich experiences have been in like in environments where they're full of shufflers. So would you be able to just like to talk about how this, how you kind of had to take a step back and just be like, wow, this is more than just the dance. There is, there is a ton of people who I'm on the same wavelength with and they are, they're making this experience more rich for me as well. Just learning and going through the progression of learning this dance. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Ever since I started, you know, trying to travel and go to events and festivals, um, I've met some of the, you know, dopest people that I've met in life um, and people I'm sure I'll be connected with from here on out. Mm -hmm. um, it's been, a, I don't know, it's been a weird, not weird, but I think it's been a, a blessing. Um, the transition has been unexpected because like I didn't, this wasn't in my um, plans as far as, you know, things that I wanted to do in life or like places I wanted to move, Denver kind of popped up out of nowhere. Um, but the interactions I've had and the experiences I've had, I've had since I've moved here, um, or before I moved here, which had caused me to move here, were kind of like um, truly eye-opening. The experiences I've had, the people I've met, um, when I came and visited here and I went out to the Kyle Watson show mm -hmm. with you and Trent, and Kaya and Mario, um, who else was there? I think it was um, Adriana was there, obviously. Yeah. 
Um, I forget who else. I think it might have. I don't know. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, that, you know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that weekend was some of the most fun I ever have had. Mm. And Adriana was telling me, yeah, it's like that every weekend. And I was like, what? <laughs> so, um, but I mean, I just loved going out and dancing to yeah. good music. And the fact that having access to that here is like a regular thing mm-hmm. was like kind of mind boggling for me. And the group that I was with, like everyone was just having a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the vibes are the vibes are on. Um, just great group of people. And once I got home, it felt um, I don't want to use the word empty, but it felt like I was missing something. There was a stark contrast. Yeah, very, yeah. very. Um, so that was when I was like, I should probably just go ahead and move there. Mm. Like it just kind of felt right. Um, so did what I had to do and. Moved out here as soon as I could. Um, had to wait till my lease was over. But yeah, that was when I decided from that night, it was like, yeah. Yeah, the die is cast. Like, Definitely it won. shall happen. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that was that was like a really great night. And it's so cool that, because I didn't know it at the time, of course. Like, we were having, we were having fun. Um, I remember even like after the show, we were just like, in Adriana's car, just being goofy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I forget where yeah. we were. We were even going, but like all of us were just like vibing. I think we were going to go get food or or something like that. So it's like it wasn't even just at the venue. It wasn't even just like the dance that we were sharing. It's just like even outside of that environment. It's just like all right, Mecca's a Maha shuffler. Like you know what <laughs> I mean? Whether he lives here or not, like one of us, like <laughs> that sort of thing. But I, I also love the show because. We were all in the same wavelength. I don't. I don't know if you remember. We were like fighting for our life in the one corner to, and we were in a traffic area. Like it, it wasn't like the best for dancing, but we were kind of like carving out a pocket. And then eventually, we found another spot um, across the way, and we had much more room um, to dance. And it, it was a ton of fun. But um, I remember there was a there was a light that was kind of just like annoying, and it was it. it we were. Me, you and I were off to the side and we were like <laughs> scheming, you know what I mean? Like, all right, where, like, where is the light switch? Like, it's probably got to be in the back somewhere. Maybe, maybe if you get on my shoulders, we can unscrew the light bulb. Like we yeah. were <laughs> just yeah. trying to figure out like how to get this light off so that it would be a better environment to dance in essentially. So I knew that in that moment, like I found someone who was like sharing the enthusiasm and just like, the shuffle crackheadness that comes with, you know, um, th- this dance at, at times. And um, and I don't know if you remember as well, like there was also like a, an incident where like a guy was being weird um, towards like a girl and um, like Trent saw it first and like said something. And then like I came up and then did it again. And I think I think like you were you came to us afterwards and you're like, is everything okay? Like, you know, like everyone was like kind of trying to like take care of each other. And there was concern, overall concern. It wasn't it wasn't someone like in our group. It was just like an incident that we were kind of viewing um, from afar. But like there was just like we we were having a great time. We're all on the same page with the dance and the music. But it was also just like that consideration for everyone and making sure that everyone was good within our group and then outside of our group that you know it 
it just felt like you were a part you you were a part of us and like the values that that we had as well so even though this was a decision making point for you to like move out here i think it was also like a it was very much a decision making point for the rest of the group to be like freaking Omeka's dope like you know what i mean like and we want him around more like that that sort of thing so i'm glad that we we all had that experience um and i'm glad that you know shortly after that like you you made this place home so um it really is a testament to the community you know and and the people that you find because um i, I don't think the i don't think the love for the dance would be as much for for like me or for you if it wasn't like the people who was also involved at the same time you know what i mean and you've said it yourself like when you were talking about the, these environments that most cater to um you you having the best progress with the dance it's like the, the energy that people emit as well as all the other things you know yeah. the dj the environment things like that so um, I know that with that, you've probably been tapping into like more flow states and, and things of that nature when you're surrounded by people that you know, like and trust and they're emitting, emitting this good energy. So um, I know we wanted to talk a little bit about that, just like entering into, into flow states. Um, so is that a fair, is that a fair um, uh, statement to make that the people that, that you've surround yourself around, you've been able to kind of tap into that a little bit more often, frequently, and for longer? Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, it's weird talking about it because it's not something I've ever really discussed until I felt it with shuffling, like mm -hmm. with dancing, because it's something I've been in before, but with like sports, like yeah. say I'm having a really good game, like, or even like competitive, like video games, like, I don't know, maybe I'm popping off on Call of Duty or <laughs> Apex Legends or something. Like you yeah. have really good games where you're just like in a zone. Yeah. Um, there's many names for it in the zone, flow state, things like that. But mm -hmm. with shuffling, um, it's a little bit more difficult to tap into by myself. So mm -hmm. for instance, when I'm shooting a video, um, I know sometimes I'll like, I'll know when I had a really good one, like, I'll know, like, okay, mm. I really like what I just did. And then I'll watch it and I'm like, okay, that's the one. Um, and there's a couple of videos I can point out even for myself where that happened. However, it might take a long time for that to happen. Say if I'm trying to record a video and, you know, I'll just record runs but none of them feel good. And then some one time it'll just click. Mm. Um, it's harder by myself. However, I feel like, like I said, cause you know, I'm playing the same song over and over again. I'm the only one there. It's just me. However, as I mentioned earlier with the different environments, say I'm surrounded by, you know, the homies, it's live music. So I don't know what's being played next, but if it's really good, if I'm, you know, the weather's good or you know we're in a good environment the floor's good yeah. like not sticky or something and um it's it's a little bit different so i'll just find myself just you know what i'm saying sometimes you just hear a song um that you may know or not know but it really like, like hits. hypnotic yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it'll be for me how to describe it for me is 
it's kind of like a a slow like build up mm. with, like within my head like and then i'll not black out but i'll be like um you're tapped in yeah okay it's kind of like uh things just become like super like clear fluid like fluid yeah, yeah like you're there's no resistance yeah. involved or patterns or you know it's yeah it's very much like the music is dictating yeah, yeah. i'm yeah. truly or sorry no 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 go ahead, go ahead yeah i was just gonna say I'm, I'm truly not thinking about um what i'm going to do next mm. um which can be good and bad um but um, it's gotten better with me because sometimes I'll just let it happen. But I'm trying to do better about actually being conscious of um, what I'm doing. Mm. So because I feel like that helps me progress because I'm always trying to progress um, in a sense, but not always thinking about it. Mm -hmm. So now I try to think about more of what I'm doing rather than just letting things happen. Um, but kind of doing a little bit of both because I do like being in the moment and just letting things happen because yeah. it feels good. But I also like to see myself and be conscious of how I'm moving and what I'm doing. So, yeah, I think um, there's a time and a place for both. You know, there's like dedicated rehearsal. You know, for movement, which like you're 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 rehearsing it into your muscle memory, which is not if you're working on something new. You're probably not going to be in a flow state. Maybe, maybe that practice session, maybe in a flow state in the way that you're so focused on what you're working on that it becomes, it becomes like, because a lot of people do like mantras are an example when you like repeat something over and over and over again, like that can get you into a, uh, a flow state. There's a, um, there's like a professional mud runner. I forget what her name is. But when she's training, she listens to the same song over and over and over again. And it's her way of like getting into a flow state. So I think that like maybe you can achieve something like that when, when you're practicing, just like the repetitiveness of all of it. Um, but I think that when you're just like letting the other type of environment where you're just like letting loose and going into a flow state, it's kind of like the accumulation of all the work that you've put in being showcased. You know what I mean? This is where just like your brain has no barriers as to what it's throwing out there. It's picking it's picking things that it feels like it's the best. It's it's picking things based off of your intuition um, that that the music is dictating to it, if that, if that makes sense. Yep. Um, and it, it's just like an open format for what you've learned up until this, up until this point in time. And there's, I think there's a place for, bo for both of those things. Um, you know, one of them is kind of to, but I also think you can level up from both of those, you know what I mean? Cause like maybe you've now you've, um, in that open format, you've integrated moves that you've never integrated before or concepts that you've never integrated before just because your intuition said like this is the best this is the best look right now sorry but you know yeah. what i mean yeah. and then like but you didn't even realize that you were doing it until someone caught it on camera or like you you noticed maybe after your run i was like i just did that you know what i mean like how <laughs> so i think all of them have a time and a place and they can be tapped into uh, at certain points in time um, but it is a very, it's a very interesting concept to even think about, you know, that there's some periods where we're just, we're just way more in tune with our body and our 
in our mind, but we can also just let it go and let it do its thing. Yeah. It feels good at the same time, you know? Yeah. There's no one in a flow state that who's like who's like going through it and like it sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. I always feel like it's a ple it's a pleasant experience for all of us, you know? So yeah. very, very interesting. Um there's also times where and this is probably this is like the cardinal sin, I feel like, of shuffling and having these moments is when someone cuts off your flow state, you know? Um, and I think that is achieved in many different ways. And I'm not using the word achieve in like a good way. <laughs> um, and uh, like the reason why I bring this up, um, number one, because I think it's important to talk about. And then number two, I, we've had a recent event here where I was, I was a third party ob observer of someone coming up to you and pretty much pulling you straight out of any kind any pulling you straight out of a flow state that you that you jumped in for yourself and so can i just can i just tell the story yeah, for sure from uh from my eyes so i was working at the at vinyl um who did we see simon doty simon doty yeah that's right that's right um that was a killer set too yeah. um i really like simon so I was I was working, but uh, shout out to Simon. He didn't want anything to do with me. He was very self sufficient. Um, didn't didn't really ask for much. So that gave me the opportunity to come and hang out with you. Uh, Brent was there. Um, who else was there with us? Might have just been us. I think uh, we were just vibing. I think Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh did come through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Um, so it was us three, and. Um, so we were just dancing, bullshitting. We were having a lot of fun. Like we were actually, we were getting it. And I saw, I kind of saw it in your eyes. Like a song came on where you were like, okay, this is, this is it. And you started kind of like getting the back and back and forth motion of a rock, like a resemblance of a rock and a little bit of like, kind of like that hip hop that you, that you'll do um, as a, uh, a precursor to your movement. And then you started going in. And um, I saw this this lady behind you. Um, she she was amazed by like your movement, and she was really excited, you know. And I see you start pulling out her phone as like you're really getting into it. And this is probably like maybe twenty to twenty five seconds like into your run, and you start kind of doing a rocking back, uh, rocking back and forth motion. And she takes out her phone, turns on the light. And basically, when you are coming back from your rock, she is there to meet you with a phone in your face, like literally, literally like inches away from your face. And um, and then you just froze. It was almost like a deer in headlights. And I just saw it and it was the most discouraging thing because you were having you were having the time of your life before before that happened. And then the moment that that happened, like you were stiff as a board and like uninspired and it was almost like zapped from you. And after that, it, it probably three seconds went by that like you, you kind of came to grips with what happened. She started to say, no, keep going, keep going. And you just weren't about it. And rightfully so. And um, I'm not I'm not saying any of this to like admonish this person. Um, but it was like a lack of awareness. Um, and I don't, I don't expect anyone to totally get how shufflers move, how shufflers feel about being filmed, 
how shufflers, you know, um, take those instances. Um, but I, I did feel like it was very inconsiderate, um, of her and just, and just, um, looking at your reaction to it as well. If I was on the other side of the camera and I saw your face and like what had just happened, I would have apologized. And I don't know if she even did that. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure that she did. Um, but, but just to, just to finish off the story, um, she kind of just went off into a corner. You obviously didn't dance for her when she was prompting you to. And I, I went up to you and I was like, dude, I'm so sorry that that happened. Like that, that was kind of crappy. I, I saw everything. And um, I've at that moment, like after kind of getting you like your, I, I remember what you said to me, you said, um, it, it, it's not, it's not okay. It, it was, I'm not okay, but like, we're, like, we're good. Like that sort of thing. Like you, it did, it did affect you. And I remember I, I went over, I went over to her and in a tactful way, like, I don't want to be a douche or anything like that. But when I, when I see that someone kind of makes my friend upset and there was a lack of consideration and there, um, I didn't see a thank or excuse me, a, an apology of any sort. Um, I, I sometimes feel inclined to act in those moments for better or for worse. So very tactfully, I just went over to her and said like, Hey, like that probably wasn't the best way to get footage of a, of a shuffler. Um, probably the better way next time is to not, is to not be seen and to wait till afterwards to let them know that you filmed them and if they want the video and your intention behind it. Um, but even, even with that, sometimes it's consent is weird. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's weird to get, it's weird. The whole consent and, and people have different comfortability around this, but, um, I think it is important to get consent for a video. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to end the story there and I'm just going to kind of throw it over to you. Um, kind of like how, how did that make you feel? What could have been done better? Um, just like through your lens, what, like, what did that experience mean to you? You know, for sure. Um, so me personally, I usually don't like being filmed, um, unless it's something that obviously was agreed upon mm -hmm. prior, or it's from someone who I kind of already know what their intentions are. Like you mentioned, like one of the homies, mm -hmm. um, if one of the homies, like records and we know like you know there's good intentions behind it and it's not like uh and obviously they would respect your space at the same time because yeah. when that instance happened um not only did you know she bust the phone out with the flash on which kind of took me out of the zone but she was with someone as well and they mm -hmm. also came up right behind her and i ran into them as i was like moving into my left so um it's it's really more about i know we had talked about this before but um i don't believe that it's difficult to share a space and still be respectful because mm -hmm. like no matter where we go where there's music to dance to um there's people who go for different reasons so we go to dance you know someone could just go to chill and hang out someone could go to drink you know it doesn't really matter however yeah. um there's a way to go about you know sharing those spaces respectfully um, so when you're in a dark club or space and you see someone dancing, putting a flash, you know, in their face is, I don't know, 
I wouldn't want to do that because it takes away, not only does it take away from their experience, but it's also distracting, like mm -hmm. a random flashlight in the middle of a... Not just for the 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 dancer involved or yeah. the person filming a anyone in that environment you know what i mean it's yeah. uh and i i know it happens from time to time someone wants to film the dj and um so long as it's not like in front of the dj's face like i i'm an artist liaison and i deal with this all the time like people put their their phone lights in the dj's face and then actually it's disorienting and it can actually make them mess up so yep. it's like that's when you go out to the crowd and you say, hey, like, uh, turn off the flash. But just like in general, like people having flash, like in a dark environment, having something flashing, yeah. um, unless it's something the DJ wanted, like put your phones up or, yeah. or whatever else, it, it can be distracting and taking, like you said, taking away from the experience just to third party observers, not even just like the dancer. Yeah. So, um, but continue, continue with that thought. Yeah, it can, it can be very distracting. Um, and Another thing I know we had talked about before is um, when you're, I mean, whether you're in a zone or not, when you're kind of doing something that you love and you're passionate about, it's not something that you necessarily want to be interrupted in. And I've had experiences before where, you know, people have recorded me, but more so incognito. So mm -hmm. I kind of didn't know that they were, which is fine. Like mm -hmm. if I'm just dancing and having a good time and you know, your way of showing, um, like giving a compliment or appreciating whatever I'm doing is recording, uh, whatever you do with the video is fine. But if you're like also taking away space from me that I already had, mm. then that's what I'm not cool with. And another thing, um, and an instance this happened to me before is, you know, I was dancing at a festival and someone had recorded a video of me, but they kind of stopped me dancing to show me a video that they recorded me. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, that's another thing is I don't, like I mentioned, I wouldn't want to be interrupted doing something that I'm really, you know, passionate about and enjoying. So honestly, it just comes down to being respectful of other people's space because um, mm -hmm. the events are not, it's for everybody. So I think we can, you know, coexist respectfully and Definitely. no one has to feel like their experience is being subtracted from by another person because um, there's no there's no preference like dancers have to find space to dance and then you know but once we find it it's not like we're performing for anyone we're mm. not out we don't go out to dance to perform like mm -hmm. we didn't buy we spent the same money on the ticket to enjoy this thing so you know I think we should just try to be respectful of other people's spaces is all so yeah yeah that's and i, I think that's huge too because it's like maybe and and, and i just want to caveat caveat all of this that i i think shufflers give a lot of people grace in, in this category too like even though even though it's things that perturb us um some people just don't know any better and even if we think that they ought to know any better. I still think we even give them grace in, in those situations as well. But it's it's totally true what you're saying. And I and I think the way to generalize that to to the public is like no one wants to be interrupted when they're doing something that they love. You know what I mean? That they, that they absolutely love. And whether that be video games, you know, uh, whether that be uh, painting a picture, whether that be basket weaving, like no yeah. one wants to no one wants to be um, taken out of that um involuntarily 
and um, and then to your to your other point, um, and I think this this is where maybe just like the average concert goer might might just have another representation of dancing and of shuffling is that and 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 this is where I can't blame people and I can't and it's and it's hard for me um, to really admonish their behavior because like you've seen it at the club like a dance circle opens and people are performing for one of one another you know what I mean it's like someone jump in the circle and perform for everyone else like it's kind of like a mating ritual yeah. and stuff like that like on a societal level but it's like we are outcasts in that in that nature it's like that's they're going that and I'm, I'm generalizing here, but you know, from what I've seen, I work at clubs and, and things like that. Some people or some, yeah, some club goers are going for the party mm. and, to, and to be in that social environment and then dance is a secondary priority, or maybe it's a tool to, you know, to be able to interact with one another. And they are there. It's being looked at as a performance in that lens. But shufflers are different. We are going to dance first, hmm. and then everything else comes secondary. Or at, at least, at least from like the friend group that that we're in, and like what our intent is for when we go out and to connect with one another. You yeah. know, what I mean, there's other things um, around that. So, like, I get it when people see us as shufflers, and they're like, they're just performing for everyone. You know what I mean? But it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's really. It's really like the connection with the music and the fr and the friendships um, and like shuffling is kind of the glue to, to all of that. So um, I think it's, I think it's our part to educate, you know what I mean? Yeah. Educate in, in that regard. And like you said, we, we talked a little bit about this um, before we got on the podcast, like it's totally okay if someone's like cheering us on in the background yeah. or in the peripherals, you know, because like that's to be expected too. Uh, I think when, when shufflers roll up, um, we're adding to the vibrations, you know what I mean? We're, we're, we're making it a more positive, um, place because like we're expressing ourselves, um, and, and how the music's making us feel. And it gives other people permission to do the same thing around yeah. us. And so it's like, it's always, it's always nice to hear that. Like, that's what's, that's, what's happening. The woos and the ahs and yeah. you know, like, it's, it's a good time. And even if people come and dance with us for a little bit and are calibrated about that, like it's, it's encouraged and yeah. like, it, it's enjoyable. Um, but it's the, it's where like the inconsideration then, then steps in. And there, I, I, I think there is kind of like blurry lines there cause everyone has different comfort levels. Um, but it's, it's, it's tricky. It's tricky to tackle, but I think there are universal truths such as not putting your phone in someone's face with the light on you know what i mean that's something that i think a lot of people can get behind so i say all that to say like it's probably our job to continue to give grace in those in those scenarios but also vocalize like what is not what is not okay you know what i mean and then slow i think slowly but surely um these issues will will kind of be resolved in in rave culture and club culture and, yeah. and things like that um, is there anything else you want to add add to that? Or are we done our TED talk? <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think that's it. I mean, it can it can get as deep as you want to get with it, but I think yeah. you know, just having uh, consideration and I think most of the interactions I've had have been good. Uh, mm -hmm. Most even people will you know still ask for like consent. Can I record or can I come dance with you guys? Um, 
Which, yeah, we, we are talking about kind of the exceptions, I, yeah, I will have to say. It, these are outliers for sure. Yeah. But they, they, do, they do stand out. However, most of the interactions I've had when it comes to rave culture or going out and dancing have been overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. So these are just a couple of bad eggs. So. 100%. And I, I guess I, I just want to open it up to the audience as well. If there's, any, if there's anything um, maybe you guys would want to hear about, uh, like education wise, or maybe like a, I don't know, like a standard operating procedure for like, I guess just like shuffler etiquette um, and maybe how to treat shufflers and, and then, but also for like how shufflers to put themselves in the best positions to be treated right as well. Um, I would love to hear any thoughts because like we've been talking about it a little bit, just like creating some kind of educational piece surrounding this, everything yeah. that we've just talked about, um, just being considerate. I think the best way to frame it is being considerate about everyone's experience. You know what I mean? Like, how can I be a net positive for everyone's experience in this environment versus a, a negative, you know? Um, but, and, and that even, yeah, that even goes, and this is like net net um positive and negative where it's like if there's something that you do that increases your experience but it's attracting from someone else probably shouldn't have done it like let's raise all ships here you yeah. know so um yeah in interesting topic though but um dude i think we're uh we we've been talking for quite a bit and uh i know we could do this for for hours but um i i think i think we're gonna wrap up here um soon so um, if it's okay with you, let's move on to the uh, world famous final five. All right, so this is the the final five where um, I will ask you five questions. Um, I ask all my guests these five questions, and uh, yeah, well, uh, it's just to get to know you a little bit better um, uh, for myself and for the audience. So the uh, first question is, um, what is your favorite musical genre? Yep. Uh, I'm going to answer that in two parts because okay. um, it's a little different for me. There's music to listen to and music to dance to. Sometimes it overlaps. Um, but when it comes to music to dance to, it could be like for shuffling. We'll just stick with shuffling. Um, it could be techno, mostly techno. Um, I love house music as well. Um, and then trance. And I know there's subgenres for each of those, but yeah. I'll just leave it at those not to get too specific mm -hmm. um and then still sometimes listen to and dance to like hip-hop music um not so much anymore um just because uh it's just not been a part of you know the type of events i'm at or things like that anymore mm -hmm. um and then you know r&b of course and some alternative like rock and things like that um yeah stuff like that Got a wide palette and for all for different reasons. Yeah, for understood, sure. Understood. Understood. Um, okay, next question. What is your favorite place to dance? Favorite place? Um, yeah, I know I had mentioned this one before, but I really don't have one. Mm. It's it's kind of like um, it's usually indoors. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, outdoors is fine too, but I found usually indoors because you don't have to worry about the weather. Um, but it's usually just any place that has good music and good floors to dance on. I'm kind of, it's just good for me. I I don't think I have a place where I specifically prefer to go over others, but 
anywhere where I've had a good experience dancing where I don't have to worry about little things like, is the floor too sticky or mm. do we have room to dance or is the music going to be good? If those three things I don't have to worry about, then I would likely go back to that place any chance I can. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, you're one of the uh, venturers in our, in our group when it's like when we're all in a spot where it's we're all together, but it's probably not the best place for dancing you're always the one who like puts his hand up like i'm gonna go dance who wants to come with me like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's awesome man um next question uh what is your favorite set show or festival attended Ooh, uh yeah do remember these and i remember last time we talked about this i had a little bit of a smaller list but mm -hmm. it kind of grew um first one would be edc 2021 lane eight mm -hmm uh second would be Hilo at proper this past new year's eve new year's day um third would be space 92 which was in march that was, was it march yeah that was like march 9th because i know that tof tof was playing a set that same night yeah i think it was march yeah. 9th okay um yeah a couple couple months ago last month mm -hmm. damn it's only april almost <laughs> almost may yeah it's been a blur yeah um, since yeah, I moved yeah. Here. um next would be christoph and nicole moderate mm. um that was yeah that was good um that was at real works in denver right yep yeah. yep uh next one would be uh jeremy olander which was at meow wolf last month or it was either early this month or last month mm -hmm. i think it was like on a Thursday or something, but no, it wasn't. That was on a Saturday. Okay. But yeah, that set was really good. Um, I really love like anything melodic, whether mm -hmm. it's techno, house, or trance. Like yeah, that's that kind of like light energy to it. Yeah, yeah. It's really what. Yeah, any anything under that spectrum is. That's why I really like Kristoff mm -hmm. um, and Lane Eight, obviously, and Jeremy Olander's under that spectrum as well. Um, and also Simon Doty set was pretty good. Um, I'd, I'd say it was up there as well. Um, and then another one was Emily and Didi's back to back. Yeah, 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 that was fun. That one was really, really, really good. That was so. an amazing night, just overall. The, the ladies killed it for sure. But it was uh, Bam, like our friend Bambi. He yeah. opened it up. Then Didi's boyfriend Frick, who I've never seen play techno before, but he had like so much fun techno, some heavy hitting shit as well. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Dee Dee and Emily, they're back-to-back -back, uh, in her DMs. Um, they, they killed it. And they were, yeah, a little bit of techno, a little bit of breakbeats. Like, it was just fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was, they, yeah. They curated a very cool environment. And it was Dee Dee's birthday, too, and Fed's birthday. Happy happy belated birthday to both of y'all. Um, nah, very cool. It's cool that that was the first mention of a homie set <laughs> uh, being the favorite set so hopefully we hear more of those in for the sure. future <clears throat> next question for you um what is your favorite book this one i really don't have because i haven't read like consistently since i was a child probably i used to read a lot uh, more like young adult fantasy novels, mm -hmm. things like that, um, even some sci-fi. But I haven't really 
done that in a while. Um, however, there's some books that I do want to read. Um, some of them being um, the Witcher books and another being like the Halo books. Yeah. Um, I've played the video games and have always heard good things about where, you know, those video games come from, where mm-hmm. those, you know, the ideas in the books. Um, so, yeah, those, I think I can just name those two without getting anything on. So. Got it. Got it. Yeah. An interest in, in sci-fi, though, it sounds yeah. like, and, and just like uh, alternate universe type things. For sure. Understood, man. Um, all right. Final question for you. If you could put any message on the main stage production of a large-scale festival such as EDC Las Vegas or Tomorrowland, um, what would that message say? There'd be tens of thousands of people viewing it. Um, I think it would just be um, life is short, chase happiness. Um, yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. No said. I mean, not, not to. I mean to elaborate. It's kind of, you know, I I understand that uh, life is a crazy, amazing, tragic phenomenon and fleeting. Yeah, not everyone will have the same experience. Um, it's not fair either. Mm. You know, people are afforded things that others aren't, and vice versa. And no one has control over the cards you're dealt when you're born. However, you know if you do have the ability to chase things that you love, um, experience that you love, you should do so because mm. you will likely regret it later. So. Yeah. Yeah. Make it as rich as you can, you know, while you have it. Yep. And no, I, I think that would be very, uh, very encouraging for those who are watching it. Um, sounds like something, uh, lane eight would throw up yeah. <laughs> on, on his production. So, um, that's very much lockstep with one of your one of your favorite artists. Um, got it, man. Well, that wraps up the, the final five. Dude, it's been such a pleasure having you back on. Um, like I said, I will never complain about the opportunity to like just talk to my friends, you know. And I've gotten I've gotten a lot out of this conversation. So thank you, thank you for that. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners before we get out of here? Maybe you know, um, any stories or inspirations that you had along the way? Um, you know, we talked about a lot, but some things can kind of get lost here and there. Yeah. Um, one, I I remember I was talking earlier about, um, any like specific shufflers that stood out. Um, one thing that did come to my mind, this was before I had even decided like shuffling was a thing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but two shufflers who I've now met in person, um, here, um, coincidentally, they mm-hmm. both live here, which is super dope. Um, I saw videos of them online and they stood out to me still to this day because I remember, but this was before it came to me. I still thought they were really good. Um, but Sammy was one of them and then also Jake. Um, and the, like I said, the cool part, about, cool part about it now is I've met them both and they're both super dope people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, as like back to the point of um, what it's been for me is like the community, like the people I've met because of shuffling, um, like shuffling is a part of their life. Um, however big or small now, however, I found that they're just really, really dope people at the same time. So I think that's the best, been the best part for it for me. I think, I think the shuffle community is 
one of the few communities where it's like you can meet your idols and have your expectations blown out of the water. You know yeah. what I mean? Instead of being disappointed, you know, um, you find you come to find that they're just humans and, you know, they're genuine and um, for, in most instances, you know, because um, you always hear about the horror stories of someone meeting their superhero and it turns out like they shouldn't have they, they ought to have not have um, idolized them yep. so much because then they find out about their true character. Probably typically not the case with the shuffle community. So yep. very cool to hear about. Um, with that, man, um, this conversation has probably resonated with a lot of people. And um, I'm sure a lot of people have you know listened to this. Uh, what's the best way for people to connect with you if they're feel inspired by your story, some things that you said, um, or maybe just the talk shop. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just Instagram. Okay. Um, I'm on there most. I mean, I don't have any other social media outside of TikTok, which I don't really use outside mm -hmm. of looking for dog and cat videos. <laughs> um, but yeah, just Instagram. Um, yeah, that'll work for me. Got it. Got it. And we'll plug all that in the show notes and everything else that was that was mentioned. So. Dude, it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming on again. Thank um, you for having me. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited for this one to air. I, I think a, a lot was conveyed. So, um, I always enjoy talking to you, brother. Um, always enjoy. You know, I've enjoyed your presence here in Denver. It's been an absolute, you know, net positive for our community, and I just I thank you for that as well. So, um, we got a we got a weekend. That, or wait, what day is it? It's Tuesday, right? What day is it? Today. Oh, it's Friday. Oh, it's yeah. Friday. Okay, yeah. we got a weekend to get to. Yeah. <laughs> so let's not take up any more uh, any more time. And uh, but yeah, thank you, man. Thank you for coming on. And uh, yeah, we'll get after it this weekend. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Shuffle Curious podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the show so far. We are past the launch, and I'm so appreciative of the support that the show has received. You guys have really stepped up in a huge way, and I'm eternally grateful for that. I know this is a big ask due to the show just starting, um, and it's very much in its infancy, but any and all support would really be amazing from you guys. So I just wanted to come on and list a couple ways that you guys can help out the podcast uh, moving forward. So first and foremost, subscribing to the YouTube channel would be a huge help. Uh, among, you know, also sharing and uh, following the show on other social media platforms, uh, such as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, but in particular, YouTube uh, will really help increase the visibility of the show and it can help to reach a wider audience as well. In addition to this, uh, leaving a review on anywhere where podcasts are distributed, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, um, can really leave a positive impression on uh, new listeners and it will help them discover the podcast more readily. Also, um, engaging with the podcast, so leaving comments, uh, participating in social media discussions, and just anything that would really help build a community around the podcast uh, would be of great assistance. And um, please feel free, you know, DM me my my personal Instagram at Patty Creates or the show's Instagram uh, at the Shuffle Curious Podcast. With the spaces being uh, underscores. I would love to hear any feedback, any ideas, any uh, discourse around the show. 
um, it would be um, an honor to hear you guys out and, and, and you know, implement, implement some of the ideas and, and the feedback that you guys have for me. Also, donating to the podcast directly or purchasing a Shuffle Curious shirt uh, would, would help out a lot. Um, there's a lot of time, there's a lot of energy, and unfortunately, money that goes into the podcast. And it will continue to go into the podcast. So let's just get one thing straight here. It's really been a complete joy um, doing the show. And no matter how much or how little monetary assistance the show receives, we'll still be performing the mission of bringing the Shuffle community together. But with a little bit of help, uh, I'll be able to travel more for these interviews, um, buy better equipment, be able to compensate all the amazing people who have made the show a reality and have volunteered their time, uh, things of that nature. So buying a shirt would be much more than buying a shirt. And I don't know if you guys realize, but if I ever saw someone at a festival wearing a Shuffle Curious podcast shirt, you would be my best friend in a huge way. I'd love to see it. Um, and I would be, I'd give you a big bear hug. So um, you can purchase these shirts on the Instagram bio um, of the show. Um, also the show's website, and then I'll have links in the show notes as well. As for the donation, um, just please, you know, send me a DM if you feel inclined to donate to the show. Um, I will definitely um, entertain that. And if you're so inclined, that would be uh, absolutely amazing. I'm not going to create a button for uh, donating to the show or GoFundMe or anything like that. Um, it, it, it would just be a, a conversation um, between you and I. So, and I, I would I thank you for that consideration. Um, but lastly, uh, you guys have supported the show just by listening, also listening to this whole outro, um, you know, that, that's awesome. You guys rule for, for doing that. And I just cannot understate my appreciation for all of you guys, uh, for being a part of this, uh, crazy ride that it's been so far. Um, so without further ado, uh, I just want, like I said, I wanted to get on, I'll give you guys a couple of ways that you can support um, you can run with as many or as little of them as uh, you'd like, but um, I thank you, um, you know, regardless for your listenership and support. So uh, with that, I'm going to get out of here. Um, please get out there and dance, stay curious, and I will see you in the next episode. Friend.